0: 10 Takes is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. 10 Takes. We did it. We finished the NFL season. I'm back from Las Vegas. I'm back speaking to you guys. I have 10 minutes to do it. I'm going to get those takes in. They're all Super Bowl related. Thank you very much for joining me throughout this whole season, beginning, middle, and now the end. Three words I say them every single episode, start the clock. Take number one, you have to knock the Chiefs out. You have to really deliver punishment and land punches, not glancing blows, not punches off their gloves. You have to hit them in the face when they give you a shot. And that's the reason the Niners are not the champs, because they couldn't. I've seen this before, especially with this version of the Chiefs team. The other team looks better for most of the game, certainly in the first half. The Niners were just fresher. They were more physical. They were more energetic. <laughs> and Mahomes is in the middle of the longest streak of his career without scoring a touchdown. His tight end is coming unraveled on the sideline against the coach. I'll get some more of that in a minute. Late in the game, his rookie wide receiver is chirping about not getting the ball. The Niners should have won that game, and they didn't because they couldn't draw enough blood. They couldn't get paid when it was payday, meaning there's a touchdown to be had. They didn't get paid. The McCaffrey fumble on the opening drive. Don't fumble. You can't make a big special teams mistake against the Mahomes teams. They made two. If you're a Niners fan, it's got to be so frustrating. It's not like Purdy messed up. It's not like you weren't equal to the task. You were. You were probably better, and you couldn't get paid. You couldn't cash in. That game felt like, you know, a lot of it, the Niners had the Chiefs back in the corner and they're just unleashing all these punches and uppercuts and straight rights and jabs and haymakers. And they kind of feel like they're landing, but no, because the Chiefs are covering up and protecting themselves. And when the Niners finally punch themselves out, the Chiefs smile at them and wink and say, all those punches didn't do damage. You didn't really land any. You have to knock the Chiefs out. That means going for it maybe more on fourth down that means being more aggressive early. That means cashing in and not in field goals. You can't do it. You just can't do it that way. We've seen it too many times. Take number two. Of course you play defense first in overtime. How is this a debate? I don't know why Shanahan did that. Put it this way. If you were playing a friend of yours in Madden, and it was overtime, and it was the rules that they just wore last night, like in the Super Bowl, and your friend won the toss and decided to play offense first, you'd be like, idiot. Why are you doing that? I'm definitely going to beat you. And you would beat him. I know this is deep into the weeds and it's coaching philosophy. And it's the analytics. And Shanahan's explanation was, we did it so that when we score and then they score, then we get it first in sudden death. Yeah, the problem is you didn't score a touchdown. It's way too much assuming. I just think, listen, let them have the ball. They get a field goal. Great. We stop them. Great. They get a touchdown. Fine. They get a touchdown and a two-point conversion. I don't care. Worst case scenario. Then you get the ball, and you know what time it is. You know what's on the menu. You know what you have to do. And a Shanahan, a play-calling guy like him, every single set of downs is four downs. We can run it more early on first and second because we know no matter what, we have to score a touchdown, so there's no way we won't go for it on fourth. There's no way we'll kick a field goal on fourth. We know what we have to do. And I don't buy the explanation that, well, maybe Shanahan's defense was gassed. We want to give them a break. He was asked straight up, is that the case after the game? And he said, no. No, we decided before the game. So in other words, you decided philosophically what you're going to do in a vacuum that you will always take the ball first. You're not going to feel the game. You're not going to see how it's going. Frustrating to me. If I'm Shanahan, and who the hell am I? I'm not a play caller. I'm not a coordinator. But I sat there watching. I'm like, it'd be nice if Shanahan knew what he had to do. And Mahomes had already gone. Frustrating. If you're a Niners fan, I bet you're pissed about that. You should be. Take number three. Overtime Super Bowls are the best. I absolutely love him. If you don't know, that was the 58th Super Bowl. It's only the second overtime won. The first one being 28-3, to Falcons Patriots, also involving Kyle Shanahan. What's really crazy is that, I bet you didn't know this, CBS Sports Chairman Sean McManus said during the week, he's joking in the, in the media saying that, you know, since we got the Super Bowl, the NFL promised us a double overtime game and everybody laughs and it's just a sort of a media joke. He's laughing about the script joke they kind of flirted with a double overtime game. That was a quote that went around. If they had delivered on the double overtime game, (laughs) the scripting conspiracies would have gone nuts. It would have been really fun. Also, overtime is weird. So there's a lot of confusion, right, about the new overtime. I'll put my hand up and just say, I understood both teams get the ball, and if both teams score and are still tied, it becomes sudden death. What's the deal with the clock? Why is there a game clock? The game clock seems to have no purpose or function whatsoever. And then it leads to moments like right before the Chiefs game-winning, Super Bowl-winning touchdown, Romo is screaming like, no, no, the clock doesn't matter, the clock doesn't matter. And I'm like, wait, hold on. Why is the clock ticking down under 10 seconds? Why aren't they calling a timeout? Well, it's just, the clock is irrelevant. You just play until the scenarios play themselves out. So why do they even have a clock? Is it because if the time expires, you do start a new period and go to double overtime, but then the field flips and you have to go to the other end of the field? What purpose is that? Who cares? There's not a home fan section. There's not a wind in the stadium, it's indoors. I don't even know why they just wiped the clock out of new overtime. It was confusing, maybe not for the reason that some of the other people felt. Take number four, the Mahomes-Jordan stuff I think is accurate in a sense. Roma was all over at the end of the game. I Certainly many people, and myself included, have compared Mahomes to Jordan, but I like the comparison in this sense. Jordan never had that year where it was like, you know— Carl Malone has earned it and he won and that's fine. Or Charles Barkley or Patrick Ewing or John Stockton, Sean Kemp, Gary Payton. He wanted them all. He won them all. He never lost the finals. Screw it. There was no charitable factor where Jordan lost in the finals and was, you know, kind of happy for one of these other guys. Mahomes is the same way. It was supposed to be Lamar's year. It's always supposed to be Josh Allen's year. It was maybe supposed to be the Niners year. He just takes them all. And there's a lot of really great players who are never going to win a championship because of Patrick Mahomes. Same thing with Jordan. Take number five, Chiefs defense was not just good or great. They were all-time great. Think about what that defense did this year and the type of teams that they faced. First of all, just alone in the playoffs. The Shanahan offensive machine they faced. The Mike McDaniel offensive machine they faced. They faced Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, not to mention all of the regular season quarterbacks they played. They never even gave up 28 points in a single game. 21 straight games without giving up 28 points. That is an all-time record. That is above the Ray Lewis Ravens defense, the first one. That's above that incredible Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense that beat the Raiders in the Super Bowl. Those are the best two defenses along with the 85 Bears that I've seen in my life. They're the second and third. I'm not giving up 28 points in a game. The Chiefs are the all-timer in that. Unbelievable, unbelievable performance by their defense. So good. Take number six. The Kelsey-Andy Reed sideline thing was weird. It was very strange. Kelsey's very mad on the Pacheco play where Pacheco fumbles. Kelsey was not in the game. Kelsey goes over, bumps into Reed, damn near knocked him over. If he knocked Andy Reed down, that would have been a majorly different image and was stuck with him forever. I still think it would have stuck with him if they lost the game for sure. He'd be taking hell for it. But then they win. Reed is jolly. Kelsey is happy, and Andy Reed picks him up afterwards, saying that I love it. It keeps me young. Kind of a cheap shot though, snuck up on me. Listen. I've seen a lot of takes about if X player had done that to his coach he'd be vilified and eviscerated. Well, if X player was in the middle of his fourth Super Bowl with the same coach, it was a first-ballot Hall of Famer who had a long history, relationship and congeniality with that head coach, then I do not think it would be the same, all right? Kelsey is a different deal. I wasn't I wasn't super triggered by it. It's just, I wanted him to win anger runs for running over his coach. Take number 7, the Niners and their fans and some of the media people, including people I work with are going through the routine of the loser with the Niners. You look you the second they lose the game, you say, well, can they make it back next year? Well, let's pull up the free agents. Let's point out that the quarterback isn't really highly paid. Let's point out that the division really isn't coming for him or anything. That just sucks. It's very, very difficult to get back. And if you look into it, the streak of quarterbacks starting and losing their first Super Bowl and never getting back again is very, very long. It goes back to the mid-90s. Brock Purdy's going to try to break that, but it's going to be very difficult. The probability says the Niners will not be back. Take number eight. Shanahan's reputation is what it is, guys. I like Kyle Shanahan. I'm not someone who comes out today and says loser, choker, all that stuff. But his reputation is earned as a very good coach and a very good X's and O's guy who can't win the big one. That's it. Kyle Shanahan will get a big lead in a big game, and he will blow it. 25 points to the Patriots, 10 points against the Chiefs, 10 points against the Chiefs again, and he will blow it. That's the way it works. You know who used to have the reputation of being a really good coach and a really likable guy who couldn't win the big one? Andy Reid. But until Kyle Shanahan wins, that's just the reputation. That's how it works. Sorry. Take number nine. I liked Romo in the game yesterday, Tony Romo. I know a lot of people were just ready to jump him. I think it was the most anticipated call of the Super Bowl in a long time. There was the Chiefs. There was the 49ers. There was a whole bunch of people just waiting to hear Romo. The the number one point of annoyance for people with Romo, that seems to be that he says Jim a lot. I actually kind of laugh at it. I like that he says, Jim, Jim, Jim. And I think at the end of the game, if you like an enthusiastic call, when the real offensive nuances are going on, he's really good at it. and gets me excited to listen to the game. I like Romo. Take number 10. I'm so thrilled we're not talking about officiating today. Officials don't do anything. I loved it. I'm so thrilled we're not talking about the surfaces today. Plain surfaces matter a factor. 10 minutes up. That's it. I had more to say, as I usually do, on almost all of them, including what we're not talking about today, which is fun, but I'm cheating right now. The 10 minutes is up. You've given me your time. You have other things to do, maybe other shows to listen to. I will say it again, thrilled, honored, flattered, and and just really, really special that of all the things you could have clicked on, you clicked on my show. That's 10 minutes long. I delivered a promise on you to make it quick and get you out of here. And I've done it all season long. I'm so thankful that you listen. Please continue to do so. Thank you. Love you. Tell a friend. Hope you enjoyed the season. Goodbye. 10 Takes is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more iHeartRadio pods, go to the iHeartRadio app, go to Apple, go anywhere you like. It'll be there. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower...